and one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 39. We have been going for three quarters of a year now. This podcast. Damn. It's amazing. It's only been that. It feels like longer. <laughs> it really does. I mean, we started in, we started last summer at some point, and yeah, now here we are. Mm. It was the summer of 2020. God, I doubt any song about the summer of 2020 is going to be that positive. That's true. That's, I mean, yeah. We're making it positive. That's right. We're putting the... Putting no, the... never mind. Don't, yeah. That's very yeah, don't, appropriate loss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't finish that <laughs> sentence. Um, but yeah, topic segment. You said you had something to talk about. I have some things to talk about. Um, this is true. Maybe just start with one of the things you're going to talk about, because mine's stupid and short. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, both mine kind of tie in together. Just on okay. the subject of, whenever I think about topics, rarely it's something that I find, usually if it's something that I'm going to be positive about, I save it for the media segment, because that's most of the things I feel positively about. But um, the, no, the two topics I, I had, that just things that have been annoying me in general. Mm. This This idea, and I've talked about this before, but... So I'm, I'm not going to spend much time on it. The the idea of like this new age like culture of safety that people have, this idea, this this perception that everything should be as safe as possible and as risk free as possible. And it, going back to the Brave New World book, I mean that was one of the impetuses behind a lot of the implication, a lot of their their culture was everything was perfectly safe, nothing was too challenging, and I just feel like it's it's not good for people. And that leads me into basically the, the, the topic itself. I it, I feel like people in general, like young adults specifically, have just gotten more and more childish. Like you, you see those, those, you remember like a few years back, I don't know if you heard about this over there, but they had like, it was like kindergarten for adults where they'd get to play with blocks and do coloring and stuff. And it was just like a bunch of 20, 30 somethings going in there and they got treated like children and it was it was supposed to be for their mental health to make them feel better and stuff and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you grow the fuck up it's like anyway i i don't know but so you have i can tell by your facial expression you haven't heard that no uh i really hope they weren't doing like uh dress up and stuff like that because that's kind of fucked up I don't think so. I, as far as I remember it, it was very PG. But okay. there, there are. I do remember there was there were like instances of people popping up who. I think that might just be a fetish, though. People who like to be treated like a baby, and you know. Yeah. Did they have like tantrums and stuff? I I don't know. I did you know? Did Timmy get angry when Jenny took her his blocks from her? Or yeah. something. Did he throw a block at her face and give her like stitches because he's a full-grown fucking man? <laughs> yeah, the the little temper tantrums and schoolyard fights might be a little bit different when it's a hundred and sixty pound, you know, human yeah. being. Yeah, and like three of the classmates are mafia members. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, they're they're not just extorting you for your juice box anymore. Now they want your mortgage. <laughs> I don't think they want the more well. Well, yeah, they want the um, house. Uh, yeah, that sounds really fucking dumb. Um, it's just, I mean, yeah. 
the drawing sounds nice, but that's not a kindergarten thing particularly. No. But I mean that that's different. I think if it if something if you enjoy like doing sketching or yeah, that, which you know it's just coloring in for adults. But there's there's usually like a, a bit of you know a hobby or a talent like baked into that. Also, um, I I did have a small smile when you said um, you know adults pretending to be kids. We just played Sonic Adventure two. <laughs> <laughs> I will defend that. That was a uh, an exercise. Timeless. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. It's it, you know, a, little, a little bit of nostalgia is okay, but we didn't like. Um, I don't. Know, we, we didn't dress up as Sonic and Tails and stop. Yeah, I'm not gonna finish the sentence. <laughs> oh God, see, that that's a whole Collecting other. Rings. That's a whole other kind of weirdo shit. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah. So what was the topic you were talking we, about? I just I I feel that that's that was just one example, but oh. I just keep I get this impression that people are just more and more childish and i think that that comes off with mm. like maybe it's because i i'm looking at stuff on the on the internet and it seems to be where the most childish people will vent and scream and shout but yeah I, I, that was another example i had and i wish i had written it down it's all vagaries right now yeah um a lot of people would say that being able to act childish is freeing. Yeah. Um, I think being able to act childish is freeing and it can be refreshing and it keep you know keeps you young. But Yeah, but do it in private. But not even don't do it in private, but just like I think there's a difference between being able to um act childish and actually being childish. Yeah. Like if it's just something you do every now and again like um I don't know that, that Christmas a few years back where I was just like you know I was, I was chatting with you and I was building a little Lego kit right yeah and it was just it was something I enjoyed as a kid and I still enjoy it as an adult but once I'm done building that Lego kit you know it was around Christmas once Christmas breaks over I'm back at work <laughs> like mm. it was just yeah well okay so what, what would you say about people who work at Lego <laughs> oh they've just got the best job yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, presumably uh, they they still have to do adult things in their lives, like you know, go home, take care of their kids. Like, bear in mind, so obviously they're I think pretty sure that's Sweden, right? At uh, Denmark. Denmark. Okay. the The rules and the laws in Denmark are just like very, very strict. They also have. Like, I don't know if you've read about this kind of stuff. I I haven't. I know that they have like. The only thing I know about Denmark offhand in terms of trivia is that they had hyperinflation like a couple decades ago and that they have 54 national holidays. Uh, to give you an idea of how strict they are over there, it is illegal to cross the street when the traffic light is not red. It is illegal. You can be arrested for it. I mean, I think you can in Canada too. What? It's well. I mean, jaywalking is technically a crime in a lot of the U.S. too. It's just no one well, gives they a tell shit. the bears and the moose? <laughs> I remember. Um, this is completely off topic from the original one, but I, I think I, I that one I didn't have as much to say about that as I thought. There was a, a comedian that I really, really like, um, uh, Hannibal Buress. Yeah. Um, he's he's got just this hilarious like his style is just very monotone, very slow. And 
he was talking about this, how he went to Montreal and he got a ticket for jaywalking, which, you know, crossing the street when he didn't have the, the light or was in the crosswalking. And um, he was saying, yeah, I was crosswalking. This this cop came over and he's he's like, hey, you're jaywalking or something like that. And, the, yeah. and he's like, and I was like, oh, my bad. And then I just tried to start walking away because I thought that's how jaywalking was handled as a crime. You know, <laughs> It's like, I'm not apologizing for jaywalking. I'm apos- apologizing for how my jaywalking made you feel. I'm really not jaywalking unless a car actually has to slow down. In Well, apparently not in Canada. There was, he was just walking yeah. across the street. And I, I, can't, I think it's like that in some places in the U.S. It's just people don't give a shit. Uh, like New York City, I think it, it's probably a crime. Um, but it's not an arrest thing. Really? It's like a ticket yeah, thing. Yeah, I was I'd like to see everyone in New York getting arrested for crossing the street wrong. Well, that's, it's one of those things where if, if enough people just aren't obeying the law, then the law basically doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, some... The, mm, sorry, go, go. go. Well, no, I was just going to say that the, the, I, there's um, some really good uh, programs on like the life and times of people who work at LEGO and like how they get hired and stuff. It's really interesting. Um... Because they have to literally, they literally put, take like ten people, put them in a room. And they're like, "Here's some blocks. Make the most creative thing you can out of oh Lego." Like that's part of the interview. I would nail <coughs> that part of the interview. <laughs> I actually, mate, the people who go to work at Lego have been playing Lego that whole fucking lives. I mean, technically, I have, just not not yeah. much anymore. Oh, God, I just I I remember. Um, God, this is this is making me feel like making me look bad, considering how I started this segment. But my first condo or my first apartment, right after I um, got out of college, I, I actually my mother used to run a daycare, and so she had a bunch of the stuff left over, and she had a Lego table, like just short little table. And I was I I, I took it with me when I went to my first apartment. And I had it in my living room, and it had, like, a thing that went over it, so it looked like just a normal, short coffee table. And so you took the top off of it, and it's just a Lego board, and you just build crap on it. Nice. It's very relaxing. Yeah, it does feel like the kind of thing where, like, it's it's a calm-down mechanic. So, like, I feel you could have it in an office, and if two people are having a fight, you're like, right, you two, Lego room for the next half an hour... Mm. You need to build a flower shop. Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that would work. Yeah. And I'm, well, that's that's something... That or they'll end up, like, making weapons out of the Lego box and trying to stab each other, <laughs> you know. Well, I, I do think that there is something to be said about doing fairly, you know, calming, just easily digestible, like, open-ended activities as a form of, like, therapy or to, like, you know help people relax. I, there's definitely something to be said for that. I just think it's weird when people like take that to the extreme, the whole kindergarten for adults thing. And maybe that's what it was. They thought it was just a calming, relaxing thing, but it's just, I don't know. That, that story's a few years old now, so who knows? Maybe it went out of business. Maybe those mm-hmm. grown-ups finally grew up. And I'm just giving them shit. I'm surprised. Like as you did say, I feel like the, uh, the the freedom to act however you want is growing by the day. Um, particularly online, as you said, that's kind of got that culture where 
if you say anything that isn't conducive with uh, everyone else's way of thinking in life, then you get shot down for it. So you have to be more positive and childlike in nature. Maybe that's <clears throat> maybe that's one of the things I was thinking about when I said online discourse. It's a lot. I think it's yeah a lot of and this has I guess been true for for years but mostly because the internet was anonymous before. But people, like, they have their way of thinking about things, they have their way of seeing things, and if somebody disagrees or questions it, they act like a child. They stomp their feet and cry and scream and, you know, you can't disagree with me, I'm right. Yeah. Oh, that's what made me think of it. Do you know who Richard Dawkins is? No, uh, Richard Dawkins, yeah. He's like a, yes, philosopher, humanist, I guess. He he got yeah. famous because he was uh, he was part of the big like atheist movement in like the '90s and early 2000s, and he he was a big promoter. He got a bunch of awards and stuff for um, you know promoting just a very like rational scientific thinking, uh, and he he got his award that he got back in the '90s taken away from him um, because he posed just a very reasonable question um but in my opinion at least and he was right. just he was trying to spark up a debate but it was a um i guess a politically incorrect question and so he got lambasted and just it's just it, it's some, it felt made me feel the same way it's like he was trying to have what you know an adult conversation a you know, this is this is kind of strange I, you know if this is true why can't this be true and was the question or will it get us banned i i don't think it will um so he was he was saying um you know based on the, the premise that we have now for you know uh transgenderism right where yeah. you know based on your gender identity you should be called by whatever pronoun or what have you yeah. that you you should so he's like if that's true um then what's stopping people from uh just claiming other immutable characteristics you know to transition from so you know i don't know i just I like sushi. I'm Japanese now. That sort of thing. Right. And so it, that's a very reductive example, but it just the first one that popped into my head. It, he, I can't remember the example he exactly used, but that was his line of logic. And he was trying to, again, spark some kind of a debate. What he got instead yeah. of a debate was a bunch of people screaming and yelling, how dare you say this? How dare you question this? How dare you, you know, discuss this? Uh... I mean, if you gave a, a stupid example, I can understand how that could be seen as insulting yeah. to it, uh, transgender people. Because there are absolutely like transgender people out there who take it very seriously. It affects a large part of their lives. Yeah. Um, but I think what this sounds more like is that it's the people who want to take offense, taking offense. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm not sure where this... Uh, I mean, that's just Twitter. Yeah. That's why I'm, I, I still need to post the last week's... Cause, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, so that podcast... It's, it's gonna be like a small grenade. <laughs> so long. But it was such a long podcast. It was. We'll have to cut down version. Or something. Mm -hmm. It's just that all the, our raw opinions that will get us hung... 
God. <laughs> Chop it down. Oh, uh, God. But yeah. Yeah, God, Twitter. yeah it's absolutely that kind of thing. Um, Alright. I mean, it's not the Twitter's not the worst, I should say. We rag on about Twitter forever about how precious it can be. It's not the worst. It's just the worst of the very famous ones. Yeah. They've got... Um, Twitter's like a... I can't think of it. What am I trying to say? Twitter's like, you know, kind of a noisy, busy city street, right? Where there's shops and interesting things scattered around. And then just every now and again, a roving band of marauders comes through and kills a random person. That's Twitter. Yeah. And it's one person at a time because they only focus on one thing. Yeah. Like, hard. Uh, yeah. God. All right, this is getting. This, yeah, sorry. I think, that's, we that's think we're running. We're stuff. running out of steam on this one. What was the thing you wanted to talk about? Uh, okay, so I was watching. Oh god, what was it? I think it was um, an Asmin Gold video. I've been watching a lot of him recently. Mm. And he was reviewing someone else's video, and they were talking about. Uh, they glossed over a topic uh, about goblins, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and. It's something that I had never realised before, and it's probably super obvious to everyone else. Or me, I, I don't know. Uh, it's that goblins were theoretically originally based on uh, the stereotype of a certain uh, class of people. <laughs> I'm really trying hard to be YouTube friendly here. Certain um, class of people? Do you, certain people who are stereotyped to have long noses. I thought that's where you were going with, with money. it. I thought that's where you were going with it, yeah. Yeah, and like, when you think it, like, even J.K. Rowling in Harry Potter makes gnomes the bankers and stuff like that. <laughs> well, that one's a little bit uh, more on the nose. Um, on the nose, pun intended. <laughs> oh god, I didn't think about that. Um, he, how God, we're we're going back to for Harry Potter. We're going back to that a lot because remember we like yeah, it was it's, what it's two weeks ago that I was talking about Harry Potter being like you know pro te you know giving kids weapons like <laughs> yeah that's true I remember the thumbnail actually um, yeah like I I'd never thought about it in that way before but I guess maybe that is a thing but like why would you ever do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was subconscious. Now, I guess that, like, since you know, the first person who makes up centaurs he kind of classifies what a centaur is, and now other people can just use it. And maybe they don't realize what the, the meaning is behind. I, I honestly think it's... it. Maybe somebody at the very beginning was going <laughs> with that sort of thing, but I, I wouldn't... I don't think that's a very fair characterization for the goblins in general. I don't... Like, aside yeah, I mean, from that one physical characteristic, like, it doesn't... Re they don't really seem to match any of the stereotypes. And I should preface this, as you did, that I don't buy into any of the stereotypes, like... No. Um, but he... Like, yeah, they... Aside from that one physical characteristic so, that matches a stereotype, it's not like they're... They're yeah. typically just, like... I mean, they're always illustrated as short, greedy, Yeah, they're long noses and well, okay 
Like, no, I, really. I know, maybe it's pushing it a little bit, but there's definitely the fucking similarities. There. This is one of those things that, like, um, if you could, like, if you think hard enough, you can probably make anything suit any stereotype. Like, it's that yeah, kind of confirmation bias. Um, you can, like, you, it, you, this is something that comes up in, I remember talking to this uh, about, to, like, some of my college friends a few years back. Like, one of the reasons, this goes back to what I was talking about on a couple podcasts ago about the kind of faith in science that people have these days, as if it's some immutable thing that's always going to be true. It, like, depending on how well or poorly you design an experiment, you could prove the sky is green, like, with a scientific experiment, if depending on how you break the data down and how you select your, like, variables. Um, it's a silly example, but, so, I mean, it's one of those things, like, yes... There are some characteristics that are shared between goblins and that stereotype, but like <laughs> there there are tons that don't. They you know they wear loincloths and hide in caves and usually are living in absolute squalor. <laughs> those those aren't part of any stereotype that I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know if you're you're more well infor informed about these oh, sorts of things. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe I'm, I'm being precious about it, but I just thought it was really kind of interesting that maybe it has kind of a dark origin in that, that respect. It also, might... it makes me wonder what other creatures have been possibly based off of other other group sets of people. It might... I mean, that might be true. And I think what you said about it maybe starting that way and evolving differently, mm -hmm. I think that's definitely true because they've sort of... Oh my god, I can't stop hiccuping. It's gone from... Like, it's it's gone so far from its origin point that there's so much, like, meta-knowledge out there, so many people that have created their own side stories and backstories, and there's all this lore built onto it now that they've kind of become their own thing. So even if maybe the original drawing was based on that sort of a stereotype, it's we've moved so far beyond that now. Yeah, I mean, th there's definitely more chill ones. Like, um, dwarves are obviously, like, based off of miners, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could possibly say Scottish people. Well, I mean, like, I think... The, the saying that all miners have, you know, beards, and even the women have beards, <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're kind of greedy because they're going for all this metal in the earth, and it's destroying nature kind of thing. Um, obviously, that's a lot less bad than... The goblin scenario. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've always felt a certain kinship with uh with the the dwarves oh, and Tolkien. Totally be a dwarf. <laughs> oh yeah, like I mean, I'm short. Oh. I got a beard. It's perfect. Ooh. I'm I'm practically there already. You like the boomsticks? I do. I got a hammer. Mm. Actually, I pointed the wrong way. It's over that shoulder. <laughs> Wait, have you got a what, like a hammer hammer or? Well, I have a lot of different hammers. But that okay. the one behind me is a it's a hammer that actually instead of the the thing that pulls the nails out on the other side it's a bottle opener. Yeah. Oh, nice. Also, um, your D and D character's got a lot of hammers. Oh my god, my kid D and D character's got like a bandolier of hammers. So yeah. I, I should actually point this out, um, and I meant to I meant to lead with this. Uh, I completely forgot. Um, we're trying out something different with the podcast today. Uh, so normally, we, we noticed last time when we had uh, both of our cameras on for the quiz segment that we were kind of having a more natural conversation because we're looking at each other, looking at another human being. 
So we figured even if we're not recording them, the video won't actually be a part of the podcast. So that's why I'm clarifying this and that I'm, I'm, t- I'm saying like I'm pointing over my shoulder. Um, we're, we're trying this out just on our end. Uh, and yeah, we well, can see more of our like reactions and stuff to things because there's some things where you just like raise an eyebrow. Yeah, exactly. Like, we can't normally see that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let us know how this this works out. Um, discounting the Should first be. like ten minutes where I just waffled about a topic that was really nothing. Yeah, and I kind of forgot that we were actually doing it. And I was looking at Lawrence. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh man, there's anyway, that was my silly little topic. Um, well, there, there's a, um, there was another, uh, controversy that I remember a while back where they were talking about the, the orcs resembling a certain group of people, and... Can I get a clue? Um... Oh, uh, um... South of the equator? Yeah. Okay. And it was weird, because it, it started making the rounds, and there were a couple of YouTube channels that were like, oh, this is why, and they're they're awful and racist for doing this. And I'm like, I think that says more about the people who made that connection than anything else. Like, he, he... I call... Well, I mean, okay, so, yes. I, I agree that people probably think that, but then at the same time... So, uh, take strictly, like, 40k orcs, right? Warhammer 40k orcs. Oh, they're they the best. They are literally based off of the kind of hooligans that go to football games. <laughs> that's what their characters are based off. That's what they sound like. That's kind of the the, the, the stereotype, dumbed-down mentality. And I say stereotype because I'm not saying that people who go to football matches are stupid. I'll say um, that. Fuck soccer. <laughs> and, uh, like, the, the they do lots of chanting, and that makes their uh, things more powerful. They get, like, this that that's that's what 40k orcs are based off of. That's always been the the orc lore. Like when I started to dig into when I started reading um, the 30k series, the Horus Heresy, and I was starting to dig into the, like watching lore videos and stuff to kind of learn about the it. The, the orc lore was what just fascinated me. First of all, they're fungi. They're not even yeah, like they're mushrooms, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're just giant fungus that have grown up into these things. And yeah, they just the way that their technology works is they all believe it works so much that it just happens. They're such fucking memes. They literally look like Pepe's. Yeah. I mean, their whole, um, oh, what was it? There was their their way of, like, traveling faster than light. They go through the warp, and uh, rather than having a shield or anything like that, they just go through violently screaming as loud as they can, and they scare off the warp creatures just by, (laughs) by being so fucking insane. Unlike their access to the warp is through just when when an orc is born, they have like a roll of the dice, and it decides whether they're going to be a normal like orc or whatever, or whether they're going to be a mech boy or a weird boy. And weird boys have somehow connections to the warp, and so they can just make they just stick like two rocks together and make a warp gate. That's just it's just <laughs> fucking magic. <laughs> Same yeah. thing with mech boys. They just stick, you know, a piece of cardboard and a pipe cleaner on the end of it, and suddenly, like, they have a working engine. That's just how it works because they believe it will work. Yeah, or like they uh, they paint things red so it goes faster because they faster, think they yeah. think red makes things. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so literally, the, their way of interplanetary travel is that they will hop on an asteroid or a meteorite or something and strap rockets to it. 
That's yeah. their level of tech. Yeah. And they're, <laughs> and they're just, like, so crazy indestructible and so hard to actually kill because they are just a fungus. Um, yeah. That they just... They, they're, they're a threat just by sheer willpower. Uh, they're... <laughs> God. We're all yeah, over the place. By that, by that logic, so if orcs are a fungi and tyranids are essentially, like, bugs, pests... Mm. Can the Tyranids not just, like, eat the orcs? <laughs> <laughs> Do they need to pesticide themselves and then run I, into a group of Tyranids? I don't know. I don't remember if the... T so, th we're kind of uh, going all over the place here, but Tyranids in the uh, lore of Warhammer 40k are these... These giant, like... Well, they're, they're, they're like a multi-species species. They're these hive bugs, right? And there's, like... Their way to defeat an enemy is, like, they fight an enemy and they're like, oh, we don't have anything that'll fight it. We'll just uh, evolve a new variety of Tyranid and it'll just go out and kill them. And, um... Yeah, so Tyranids, like, steal people's DNA and then they use it to make themselves more powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, they do have a hive mind where if they get too far away from the hive mind, then they basically become just wild, feral... What are you laughing at? I just had an awful thought. When you're like, they, they steal people's DNA and it makes them stronger, I'm like, so they're just an alien sperm bank. I mean... That was... I mean, that, that doesn't even make any sense, but it just, it's what popped I mean, into yeah, my they head. they collect gene seed. <laughs> That's literally what they do. Oh, God. <laughs> it's uh, all gone it's terribly, like terribly wrong. Uh, yeah. Crap my keyboard. Sorry. <laughs> oh god. I, I think we were about ready to wrap up segment one. We didn't really have too much in the way of topics. It took me a second to figure out what you're doing. Blue is shaking his keyboard upside down on camera to try and get like crumbs or something out of it. <laughs> Just the level of OCD right now. I was banging it on the desk, so I didn't want to have it going through the mic. Oh my god. Um all right, yeah. Let's let's wrap it up there. I think we're we're kind of exhausted on on topics for this week. Um, Are you kidding me? I could talk about tyranid sperm banks, right? We probably could, but I really want to get into the media segment because I watched a show this week that is just awesome. It was oh, like wow. one of the first like uh, one of the first like new shows. It was it was an Amazon original um, called uh, Invincible, and it's well, just don't say anything else. Yeah, I won't say anything uh, else. But I absolutely loved it. Actually, a little bit of teaser for that segment. It Okay. Well, never mind. You'll see it. Oh. It's called Invincible. It's oh, on it's Amazon. Oh, such a tease. Oh. Anyway, this is going to be the end of segment one of the TMZJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again momentarily for segment two. Welcome back to the TMZJ podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment, which I... I'm excited because we didn't do a movie night this week, but I have been watching a series that I have been absolutely loving. And Amazon is doing one of those, you know, step release things where they release one episode, they release three right off the bat, then one every week after that. So there's one episode left in the season, I think. So the finale is next week. I watched episode seven Thursday when it came out. And, um, whew. Uh, so the the series is called Invincible, and it's based on a comic book. It's an animated series, um, and it is very much not like uh, in the Marvel style. Like 
there's some pretty brutal blood and gore in this series. Um, but it, it, it kind of it tricks you into thinking it's not going to be like that in the beginning. So I should preface this with... I, I've said it before when we talked about some of the Marvel movies that two of my least favorite superheroes out there are like Superman and Captain Marvel because they're just yeah. crazy overpowered. Stupid. Nothing can hurt them. And they're just yeah. boring, generic characters who never seem to have an arc. Because um, they can never think of anything to threaten them. So they can never think of any way for them to grow as a character. Mm. Um, this, I think, does that in a very... Uh, takes that in a very interesting direction. Because at first it seems to be a very... Um, a very loose parody of Justice League. Like the animated Justice League series. You've got a Batman equivalent, a Wonder Woman equivalent. And um, a Superman equivalent called Omni-Man. And same sort of backstory came from some far off planet, and he's here. Except he, in this this instance, he's married and he has a kid, um, human woman, and his kid is half whatever. I think they call him like a Veltrian or something like that. It, it started with a V. Right. And his kid is like, kind of being ground under the weight of the fact that his father's you know this big superhero, Omni Man, and he doesn't have any powers and stuff like that. And then. One night early in the first episode, he just likes he's taking trash out of his part-time job, and he throws like a garbage bag like a million miles into the, the air, and then he's like, "Oh, I got my powers!" and he's so excited about it. And um, now I'm gonna say right off the bat that there I'm gonna be spoiling a lot, and this first scene is like this first episode is what hooked me on the series because the dad finds out he has the powers right, and he. He doesn't react exactly how you think he, he would. It's like, oh, great, you know, good job, son. You know, help help you learn how to use these and everything. He just goes like, he just blank face, just, oh. And then his wife wife like kicks him under the dinner table. And he's like, oh, that that's great. We can start training tomorrow or and stuff like that. Get a good night's sleep. Um, and then at the end of the first episode, you know, they do a little thing, father son training and getting him to design oh his, his first costume, like, mm -hmm. to be, like, a to get his superhero outfit and everything. And it, ha it has this very, like, you know, teenage animation kind of vibe to it. Like, it's going to be essentially like the Justice League animated series. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the first episode, the whole Justice League gets gathered together in one in their secret base or wherever it is. And Omni-Man, the Superman equivalent, comes flying out of the shadows and just brutally murders all of them. Like, he, like, one guy, you know, is going after him, and they, they do a lot of damage to him. Like, he's severely injured in the fight, but, like, he, he chops one of their heads off. Like, he, the Batman, like, he, like, punches his spine out. Like, there's, it's brutal. And that yeah. first scene was, like, right when it happened, I was just like, holy, because... There had been no gore, and the violence had been very cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoon level up to that point. And then mm. that happened. And that's where the episode cuts, with him having killed all of them and then passing out. And Why the did he pass out? Because they, they kicked the shit out of him, too. Because like, yeah. they're like the greatest heroes on Earth, and so he's, he's not part of like the Justice League equivalent. Um, but... So like all of them, they did a lot of like pretty brutal so does damage. Kill his son? Hmm? No, his son isn't there. Oh, okay. 
Uh, and in fact, that becomes the thing. Like, you know that he did this. And like, but, and there's like some government organization that's the equivalent of like S.H.I.E.L.D. from the Marvel movies that... Yeah. Um, so they've developed... I, I can only picture him as um, the boy's main dude now, by the way. No, no. So, you know the guy... Um, who's who's the, the news guy? The guy who owns the tabloid news thing from uh, Spider-Man? The guy, the... Joe Jameson. Yeah, Jay Jameson, yeah. Yeah. It's actually the same guy that voices him. Omni-Man is voiced right. by that guy. And he... It's so good. Like, he's actually a really good voice actor. Um... But and he actually looks kind of like him, you know the the dad mustache and the mm. you know the kind of generic looks like a bit of an arsehole. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he looks like the stereotypical like nineteen sixties American dad. Okay, I'll think I see villain. But but like really, yeah. but like built instead yeah. of kind of thin. Anyway, so. That happens, and this the rest of the series becomes like the audience now knows that he's done this, yeah. And the world, like uh, government organization, the Shield equivalent, they suspect that he did this because he's the only one that lived, and the details are kind of sketchy. Um, but his story is like you know the lights went out and something attacked all of us, and I barely managed to survive. Um, and also, you know, how much Shield did you actually watch? Shield, is it a series? Oh. I thought you said Shield. Yeah, I did say Shield, but I mean Shield from like the Marvel movies. Yeah, how much they, they had? They they were they were their own series. That's why. I was... Oh, I didn't know. I never watched it. Okay. Um, uh, okay, I won't say anything about it because it's massive spoilers. Mind you, it's massive spoilers for like five years ago when I watched it. <laughs> um, but they they all turned out to be corrupt as fuck and working with the enemy. <laughs> of so. course. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, this this happens, and while his hmm. father is recovering in the hospital now, the kid has to essentially learn the little that his father taught him, and he's still getting used to his powers, and he tries to, excuse me, save people and do his hmm. best to help out, and he stops a bank robbery, he, um, then like an alien invasion happens, just a, a generic alien invasion, they use that yeah, to, it happens. they use yeah. that to introduce some of the other side characters. Okay. And so... Um, eventually, though, his dad does recover, and, um, you start, like, he's, he's seen as this Superman-type figure by the general public, like this, you know, perfectly honest and upright person, just a great guy, but you- I feel like you skipped over the alien invasion a little bit. I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay. So the aliens <laughs> invade repeatedly, and it's not really important, like, who they are. They're just a villain used to set up some of the other characters and to do a little bit more development for the, um, for the Omni-Man. You're making weird faces, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, they're, even if you say they're just pure evil, like the Daleks, right? Yeah. There has to be more to it. There has to be like, oh, why are they so evil? And where is their planet? What are they coming here for? I'm getting to that. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. But they're not important. I When I say that, it's 100% true. They are not important. They are just a device to set up the other characters. They're, they're completely... You could replace them with anything. There could be, like, a black hole that opened up and turds started flying out, and it wouldn't matter. It's They're just there to set up the other characters. <laughs> they have no real purpose beyond that. 
<laughs> anyway, oh, so the dad recovers right as the aliens have invaded for like a third time. They, they invade once, they get repelled, they invade again, and then they work hard and they manage to repel them again. And this is setting up how he's like, the, the son is learning how to use his powers and how to work with these other superheroes and what their powers yeah. are. And then the third time they invade, they're about to kill the, these, this group of heroes because they've figured out how to beat them. Um, and the, <laughs> an Omni-Man flies in and kills all the heroes for them. No, no. no. Um, <laughs> and then, so part of the aliens' backstory is that time works differently in their dimension that they're coming from. So, like, every, like, hour here is, like, several weeks to them. And so that's why they're able to invade over and over again with better and better technology. But this is important because this is setting up, it's showing a little bit more of like how Omni-Man is kind of morally sketchy. He, um, he shows up, he saves the, the heroes, his, the, his son and all the other ones that are there, and then punches one of the aliens through the portal and goes in after him. And there's, the, the son goes home and um, he's telling his mother like, uh, you know, did something happened to dad and she's like oh god because he just recovered from being brutally hit and he's like oh he went into another he he went into this dimensional portal with these other aliens and she's like oh okay he's like you're not worried like, that, that's just tuesday and so but then it goes to a montage of him and the other planet and just essentially threatening them and it's just a montage of him over like a week or so just destroying their entire planet like he wipes out cities he knocks down satellites he just he the the main guy that had been fighting his son he like essentially punches him through a bunch of buildings until he's just like a, a pulp of a skull um just massacres everyone and then he, it cuts to the end where he's basically holding up a giant mountain above some like the last few remaining survivors and they're working on a computer and they open a portal for him to get out he goes out the portal and the mountain drops and finishes off the last of them so he just goes in there and just genocides the whole they planet. Why make a portal for him? I don't know. It's just, it's implied that, you know, whatever he was doing was so horrible that that was preferable just to get him out of there. Um, so, yeah. And then he comes home and he, he walks through the door and just like, again, generic sitcom fashion. He's just like, oh, I need a shower. Mm. <laughs> like, that's it. Because, um, you know, it had been a few hours, but it had been a few weeks on the other side of the portal. And... <clears throat> So again, it's it's showing how him as a character, he can, like, he's just, he's doing all these morally ambiguous things, or just straight up morally bad things, and he's just perfectly normal and natural around his family, just gonna keep his his life normal. But as the as the series goes on, and I'm focusing mostly on this main character, this uh, this guy Omni Man, the Superman equivalent, mm -hmm. because. Like, he, he's the reason that I'm, I'm staying to watch the show. Because as it goes on... Like, first of all, you want to know why the hell did he kill everyone? Because they were ostensibly his friends. And why they... You know, and why is he just perfectly fine with just wiping out this whole alien species? Um, and... As the series goes on, you start to realize that he actually had a reason. He didn't... He didn't necessarily want to wipe out the Justice League equivalent he wanted he like but he he was obligated to for some reason and that's all tied into the fact that his son is getting his powers and so it's imp it's implied that there's some deep motivation there that he doesn't actually want to be doing this and that he still like loves his wife and son and he wants them to understand why he's doing this 
This sounds a lot like Homelander. No, no, no. Whereas Homelander was, it, I think, whereas Homelander was like uh, kind of an emotionally insecure baby and a narcissist, this guy has a lot more complexity than that. Like, he does morally ambiguous things, but it's never implied that he does them um, necessarily casually or just to do up himself. Like, once Homelander in the 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 boys series, he is able to be intimidated and cowed and threatened by the idea that people will start to hate him. Like, he, he needs yeah. people to love him. When Omni-Man, when people start to, the government and his wife start to realize what he's done, like, he doesn't give a fuck. He still, like, feels like he has a duty to fulfill and he's going to proceed forward with his objective. Hmm. So, on the surface, yeah, they're similar. But I, I definitely, I think that the way that they're characterizing this guy is a lot better. The finale's next week. I may change my opinion completely by then. But, like, as of the episode I just watched... um, his son has seen him just do something morally questionable, and his mm-hmm. wife has already found out that he killed the um, the uh, oh, yeah. Justice League people. And um, okay. so the the this episode was mostly like him trying to get to his son to talk to him and try and explain why he did what he did, and his wife um, with the government organization trying to slow him down and stop him in some way. Okay. See. I think part of the reason it's so such an attractive a concept for to be watched is that we do need more villain stories, I think. Yeah. People like, who... Yeah. No, sorry, finish your thought. Well, just regarding superheroes alone... On the trampoline again. Um, <laughs> just regarding superheroes alone, like... There are so, so many Marvel movies. So many. And... There's one, two villain movies that they've released. That's wait, do you want to guess? Uh, I'm trying to think what I mean. I th- when I you say said villain, they're not villains because they're still the good guys, but they're villains. Uh, Winter Soldier, maybe. No. Yeah, I don't know. What what movies are you talking about? I was gonna say Venom. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. And. Um, Oh fuck's sake! There's there's an even more obvious one. <laughs> um, fuck. Well, if if you think of it, but I, I get your point that there's a lot of um, a lot of movies about these morally up- Punisher, Punisher, morally upright hero kind of characters. But yeah, and then you have like like it, it's renowned in the DC universe that the Punisher is like even the superheroes are afraid of the Punisher. Yeah. Like, there are so many um, alternate universe comics for Marvel where the, Mar- where the Punisher just kills all of the heroes. Mm. Well, that, um, that, I think, is why um, why Thanos was such like an effective villain in the Marvel, Marvel movies. Because he was, well, at least up until the very last movie, because they sort of retconned him into a generic mustache-twirling villain. Um, but it, up until that point, like you could sort of understand his point of view. Like, he'd gone... Like, he was a, he was a very morally ambiguous character. Um, even though he was about to do something horrible, he had a motivation that you could sort of understand. Um, so that's, that's kind of why I'm... 
like but there there you're right there's there's more of a need for that and i wouldn't even call this this guy a villain like in this series that i've been watching like he i mean the punisher is not a villain yeah but but that's 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 why i really want to see how they resolve this in this series because they've set him up as a very complicated character and the mystery of why he did what he did cuz it it's heavily implied that he did it for a good reason or that he had even if it's not a good reason he had a reason to do it it wasn't just wanton slaughter um so like i've been speculating like oh what what does this mean like maybe maybe there's something like if his son's powers develop uh to a point um maybe his his people the alien people from his planet are gonna come by and do something or maybe yeah i I just don't know yeah i mean so as the marvel universe has gone along they've moved away from real world not issues well yes issues but so, so like uh, I always refer to the first Iron Man because that was like the best, right? Yeah, that movie was awesome. He was fighting terrorists in a foreign country, supplied by like an arms dealer that was essentially his fa- uh, his his business partner. Yeah, what a great fucking concept because it's I was gonna say relatable. Uh, it's it it it's something you can imagine happening in real life. Now it's X random person who you've never met before was in a mutation lab in Siberia. Like, how many times have you heard that story? Um. So many times. <laughs> and it's just like, we don't know, like, the moment someone says science lab, they can mean literally fucking anything. And granted, they did that in Venom. Yeah. But then, Venom was more like, their marketing... They're, they're taking in homeless people, experimenting them on them, and trying to create a, like, I don't know, a, a viable product. Like, yeah. It was about business, essentially. Yeah, more, like, down-to-earth kind of story. Something yeah. that you could see real humans doing. Exactly. It's not just, you know, I want to destroy X because feels from childhood. <laughs> Um, or I'm a robot, so therefore I want to kill all the humans. I will. Um, go on. Sorry, no, just that that reminded me, and I realized I I spent that entire description of the the plot of that series talking about basically two characters. Um, there's a whole other cast of characters. Some of them are interesting. Some of them are not. There's there's like a subplot about some teen drama, like in one of the superhero yeah. teams breaks up because there's a. <laughs> It's actually kind of a funny scene. Um, there's this guy who's kind of a douche who's dating this other girl who's a classmate of the the um, the son, the main character. Um, and That's a lot of links, but I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, but just go on. So, one it turns out one of his classmates at his school is actually a superhero too, and she's dating this this other guy who's also a superhero, but he's kind of a douchebag. And she, there's another superhero in their team who is this girl who can replicate herself as many times as she wants. So she, she catches him in the shower having a three-way with three of the duplicates of the duplicating girl. And they break up. There's a whole bunch of like teen drama in it that honestly didn't really interest me that much. Uh, there were a couple moments where I was like, oh god, I can't take this. Just fast forward a little bit till they get to somebody interesting. Oh, god. Um, it, and it's he, really shit. If I have to fast forward something, it has to be really fucking bad. 
it's it's just like it was like extreme cringe and i was just like this that's not why i'm here um i kind of got that when you know the first time when starlight goes into the boardroom and aqua dick just like it's like suck my dick Oh god! Uh, that is like yeah. such a cringy scene. I fucking hated that. That was pretty. Yeah, anything about that Aquadouche was like just. I bad. honestly, going back to the boys, I felt that we we are sorry we're we're jumping around to different series, but the boys, um, the the Aquaman equivalent, whatever his name mm. was, oh the Deep, that's what they called him. That was it. He was um, I I, he was a character that at the very beginning he was such an utter douchebag, but by the end of the series, I was actually feeling bad for him. He was just pathetic. Yeah, that's the thing. He was just like, it's like, oh my god. All the time, he was pathetic. Yeah. He was, the, uh, there was a point where he was trying to get his life back together, and then the world just shit on him again, and then he goes back to being pathetic. Yeah, but that's the thing. He was also being a douche at that time, so I have, like, he wasn't, he, he was trying to get his life back together by fucking over other people, and that, like, fuck that. I hate him. Hate was, him. He, was he actually? I thought he was... Yeah. He joined, like, some religious thing, and they were gonna... Yeah, he was doing it for power, because the moment that they didn't do what he asked for, he had a little tantrum. Also, the speed dude obviously signed up for it on his thing. The speed dude got something that Aqua Dude didn't, and well, that, Aqua that's... Dude had a little tantrum again. Well, that's why I, well, I would have a tantrum, too, because they promised that they would get them both back into the, the organization... And then the moment they found that the organization only wanted one of them, they dumped him like nothing. And they were like, oh yeah, we're going to bring in this other guy that you recruited. We'll just use him. They didn't dump him, they just said he'd have to hang out on for longer. No, they didn't. They, they told him straight up that we're, we're not bringing you back. And then the, organiz- the religious organization dumped him like a fucking sack of potatoes. That, that's why I thought he was, getting, he was becoming a little bit more of a sympathetic character for me. Um, I don't, I'll never have sympathy for him, but... Yeah. I'm not saying I had sympathy for him. I'm saying I found him more sympathetic after that. Right. Like, I, I could see myself actually, like, I felt like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, whereas before, I was, it was more of like a, haha, you kind of deserve that. Um, but yeah, some of the other characters, and the, there's also this whole subplot with um, this, uh, the, the son of the main character, back in Invincible, the Amazon yeah. series mm-hmm. I was talking about. The son of the main character, his name is Mark, I'm just going to call him that, where Mark is like, um, he has this crush on this really abrasive girl in his school. I don't care about the drama. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, she's just, there's this whole subplot at the end about how he's all depressed and going out to find him. It's how he gets out in the open so his father can get to him. But he he goes off on his own because he's like depressed that she's mad that he was late for a few dates because he was saving people because he's a hero fuck her and that's what i said i'm like fuck you it's like if he's if he's out there saving like hundreds of thousands of people or the planet or some shit and Mm. like and because of that he's 10 minutes late for your fucking date fuck off no if he's just doing a job and making a living like yeah uh, i was like no this 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 chick is a brat like I mean, I guess in the in the in the show, she's they're, they're they're all like late teens, so like eighteen, nineteen year olds. Oh yeah, fuck them, man. They know better. Yeah, it's like you're you're an adult. Like, you know, people, you get have respect for this dude because he's trying to make something of himself. He's going out, he's saving people's lives. 
hmm. and he's still trying to make time for you, and you're still you're treating him like shit. Yeah, well, I'll bring you to the burning people next time. <laughs> the the one <laughs> we'll the one thing that I the one point that I did have a little bit of sympathy for her on was that he yeah. didn't tell her he was a superhero. She kind of found out on her own. Um, so it, on with that regard, it's like yeah. Okay. If I found out tomorrow that Alicia could like throw cars around, I wouldn't love her any less. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. It's like I, I was thinking. I I put myself in those shoes too. Like if somebody else was like, if I found out like somebody I'd been dating for a while was a superhero, yeah. my reaction wouldn't be, "Well, why didn't you, you tell me? me?" It'd be like, <laughs> "That's so fucking cool. Thank you for telling me." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So there, there's a lot of like that that drama stuff. It doesn't occupy enough of the series to like make it worse. There's a couple mm. cringy bits that I just had to go like, "I don't want to see this." Just get yep. it out of my face. Um, there's also but overall a good watch, huh? But overall a good watch. Overall a very good watch. I would highly recommend. But beware, it is very gory and very violent. <laughs> like um, more so than the boys. It's animated. Is there any more C4 up the butt. <laughs> um, it's it's animated, so I think they can get away with a little bit more. So I'd I'd yeah. say that it's. If, if if animation like affects you the same way live action does, then it, it yeah it can okay. get pretty bad. There's a scene about, where like, compared to, to to like Dead Man Wonderland, just for an idea for myself, it's more gory than that. Oh, nice. So uh, there's a scene where Omni Man has um, just beaten the shit out of these like cyborg things that the government mm-hmm. organization sends at him to stop him. And he rips one of them in half, and it's like intestines are all out. And they're spying on him with a camera, uh, like these little camera bots. Why is a robot got intestines? It's a cyborg thing. Oh, right, sorry. And so it's like a human, like a dead mm. human mixed with machines, and they reanimate it and used it as a, a weapon to fight him. Um, and he, he rips one of them in half, and he sees the camera drone, like, spying on them. And so instead of, like, blowing it up, he grabs it and shoves it up inside the dead thing. So everyone watching on the, the screen can just, they get all this viscera and gore right up in their faces. And it shows, like, people in the control room, like, vomiting and stuff. Because, so he's basically, he's doing, it's like a psychological warfare kind of thing. Like, it's a really fucked up thing to do. It's but, it just looked like if, if, for a start. If you put a camera that close to anything, it would just be black. <laughs> yeah. That, again, um, it's not <laughs> suspension of disbelief in some portions, and it didn't. To be fair, it didn't really gross me out that much. But I did a biology, well, biomedical engineering degree. I I got used to seeing like intestines yeah. I mean, and guts. And I, I, I I hate gore and guts, but I don't think that would make me. Um, <laughs> did someone do? Did they do the classic? TV trope of someone walks in with a cup of coffee and goes, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Um, oh, although that would have been oh, funny. Yeah, there's there's a few, like, really good... There's a few, like, really good moments. And there is some elements of that coming-of-age drama that's done well with the son, like, kind of learning about himself and his powers. And did you just spill coffee all over yourself? Again! Again, did I tell you about the other day? No. Okay, I've I've said basically all I wanted about this. So yeah, let's let's end it off with your your coffee story. Okay, it's not a particularly fascinating story, but like yesterday, Friday, yeah, maybe it was Thursday. Anyway, (laughs) I woke up getting ready for the course online, right? Yeah, and 
Get downstairs, it's like three minutes till the course starts. Pour myself the coffee, just poured the boiling hot coffee. And stupid fucking mug. It's not this one. This one has a proper handle. This is a good handle. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like too small so that you can't fit three fingers in it. But it's too big so that when two fingers are in it, you, it doesn't reach to the... Anyway. So I pick it up. It slides. Boiling hot water all down the back of my hand. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really hurt too much because I put milk in it, fortunately. But... Mm. Yeah, so I had to clean that up and then rush into the lesson like half a minute late. And then later that day, we go on break, I pick up my coffee, does the same fucking thing because the handle's stupid, and I get coffee <laughs> all over my keyboard. Oh, God. It's not my week for coffee. No. That's why I'm only using this beautiful cup now. Just a mess. It's bigger as well. Where did I put my... Oh, yeah. I'm out of tea. <clears throat> ah, but yes... Oh man, uh, man! I didn't. We weren't meant to. I could have talked about Digimon for fucking ever. Yeah, you've been watching a lot of that. We haven't talked about it at all since we started watching well, it, and now we're on like episode forty or something. Jesus. Yeah, I see you guys watching it every now and again in the. Yeah, we watch several episodes a day. Um, God, I have very different memories to how it was as a kid. Really? <laughs> yeah, like the first season is is fine. Like the Devilmon one, great series. Mm. I recommend that to anyone. Um. It's a lot of fun. It's very childlike. Um, the transformation scenes do get a bit tedious after a while. Yeah, but not nearly as bad as it does in the later series, because it's not like one stage that they're transforming through. It's like three stages, and there's like six of them. Don't they partially fast forward through that though? If I remember, they try to, but it's still every single time the same animation over and over and over and over again. Um, second part, because it's not, I think it's technically one series, it's like 60 episodes. I'm just flying through this, by the way. Um, is when they fight, uh, the main enemy is Etamon. They leave File Island, they go to uh, File Server. Yeah. Or something. And uh, it kind of gets a bit weird, because for a start, one thing you have to bear in mind from the start of this is that the classes of Digimon do not correspond to anything outside of this animation series. So ultimates and champions are all mixed up and some of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the fight with Etamon, there's a lot of points where it's just like the classic trope of the enemy should just fucking kill the kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> not not because I want that, but because that's just like, why would you leave them alive? Why would you walk into the r- room aside next to it and leave them on their own for 20 odd minutes? Um, <laughs> go on. I'm just remembering um, one of the commentaries uh, from the Zero Zero Punctuation review of the Pokemon games. Mm. Um, I think the only one he ever reviewed was Pokemon White. And he's, like, whenever he was fighting a rival or one of the criminal organizations in it, and um, he's... (laughs) When he's like, every time you beat them, they just give up and walk away. And it's like, what the hell are you thinking? He's fighting you with a puppy. You still have a foot, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to try and kick Charizard. Well, um, yeah, if you're fighting at that thing. But I'm like, he's fighting you with a Rattata. Just boot it across the... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. A little side. Uh, the, the, the third part, right, uh, is like Demi Devamon who's fucking with the kids. And mm-hmm. that sounds wrong. He's misleading them. And he's doing it for Vamdemon. Yeah. And that's when they start, like, every single episode, they are kicking you in the feels. Like, 
holy shit, every single episode it's like some really dark social nightmare. <laughs> Where like, I don't know, one person th on, on the team thinks that someone else is purposefully making more work for them so that they don't leave them, and then there's like a internal fighting and... Don't they split up at one point too? Yeah, th this is when they split up. Oh, okay. And um, like, the little brother hate starts to hate his big brother because he was told that his big brother just left him and walked away. And there's some really sad things. Um, and it's like, but this isn't the nice friendly Digimon I had in the first part. <laughs> like, they're not friendship well, and all that. It's um, even, doesn't it get even worse when they go back to the, the human world? Like, there's, like, terrorism and shit? I wouldn't say it's quite as bad. But, like, at one point, he's, like, force-feeding his Digimon because he wants him to evolve faster. <laughs> and there's, like, so many really bad things. Um, yeah. And then they go to the, the human world. And it's kind of weird because they... Uh, it, it's just, there's a lot of continuity errors. Um, <laughs> and the final fight goes on for about five episodes. Just the final fight. Oh, it's still like, got they nothing kill on the Dragon boss. Ball Z. They kill the boss with this new amazing ev evolution that they have. The boss comes to life. Then they have to have another new special animation evolving thing to get to a higher level to beat him again. And that takes five fucking episodes. I was bored by the end of that fight. And that's the worst thing you can do for a final boss fight is have it go on for too long. I mean, <laughs> welcome to the Majin Buu saga in Dragon Ball Z. It lasted for like three seasons. Just one right. fight. And now they've, um, they've gone back to the Digimon world. And all the Digimon have been enslaved. And it's like, what? This is so not, like... They took a really dark turn. Oh, is this and with then, the whole, like, obelisk things? And... Yeah, the Spiral Mountain. Um, that's what it was. And, yeah, it, and... Waymon, the greatest Digimon in the fucking universe, by the way. He's awesome. Who's Waymon? They, they're like... Def Waymon. What? Yeah, who is he? Describe him to me. The, the giant whale. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Fucking awesome dude, alright? They're fighting a, like, uh, Metal Seedramon. And they're about to defeat Metal Seedramon. Like, it's literally one attack away from him dying. A Metal Seedramon shoots Waymon in the head. Like, a bolt goes through Waymon's head. And Waymon's fucking awesome, and it's like... I don't remember this. It's just so sad now. And then he's like, don't worry... I, but I have faith in you kind of thing. And then he dissolves in front of them. And he's dead. With like a bullet in his skull. Oh, it's so sad. It's needlessly sad. That um, reminds me yes, of... that's where I'm at. That being said, I do love Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> that, that reminds me when of like... Uh, the one that I had that experience with was uh, Captain Planet. Like I remember watching that show when I was a kid. And it was, it's, no, pure, like, it's pure like uh, Greenpeace propaganda. But... It, like right. watching it as an adult, but that show is like brutally violent in some places. Like they've got a, a thing on gang violence where an entire family gets slaughtered by a gang, and they've got like a episode where about whaling where they they like chop up like a mother whale and its babies are swimming around sadly in its blood, and it's just what the fuck? I don't remember the series Jesus. being that bad. God, poor Waymonds. Yeah, oh yes, speaking of whales, that's actually what made me think of it, because the, the whale thing. God. 
Oh god. Okay. That's... Anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's I didn't need to go on that tangent, but it, it was pretty concise. I mean, we we kept. That was almost uh... a ten minute. Uh, uh, sorry, a long story short of Digimon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, segment segment one was pretty pretty short this week, so we had extra time. Um, all right. Can't be worse than last week. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait until next week to see the finale of that that show. I've been mm. just really really liking it. Um. Anyway, yeah. Let's end it there. Segment three. Is there anything planned for segment three this week? I can't remember. Uh, neither can I. Last week. We'll figure it's it out in the interim. Week. It's it's long story short. Is it long story short? It is. All right. Long story short in segment three. All right. This is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card, which I we just remembered is long story short this week. Um, not something. That's right. We're clearly we're on the ball with this podcast. You know, we know exactly what we're doing. And um, honestly, I kind of wish that we could put these segments in reverse because I feel like we always start out like kind of slow and lethargic, or usually do. And then by the end of the podcast, we're or at least that's how I oh, feel. I see. Yeah, it gets the, the blood pumping. Or that could just be the caffeine. Yeah, I'm, I'm limiting myself. I've been drinking four cups of coffee a day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. That's how focused I'm trying to be on work. Typically, like, my maximum caffeine, I do, like, pot of tea, some kind of black tea, and then usually green tea a little bit later in the day, maybe after lunch or something like that. Um, oh, you rogue. That's just a little bit of extra... <laughs> Alright, we're already getting off topic. Long story short, reminder, if you haven't seen us play this or heard us play this before, it's a game where we go through three rounds and we try to very quickly describe the lore or story of either a movie, book, video game, historical event, you know, what have you. And um, we, the first round, we choose one for ourselves, something that we know and think we can summarize very quickly. Second round, something that we know the other person knows and ask them to describe quickly. And then the third round, something that they probably don't know too much about and have them try to describe it very quickly. Again, two-minute time limits, right? Do we two, was it two minutes or a minute and a half? Two minutes. I'm pretty sure it's two minutes. Yeah, two minutes sounds right. I that's think cool. it changes every week, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, if we remember. Roll who goes first? Yeah. Uh, I Do want... Odds or evens? Odds. Five. Yeah, it's my favorite number. You're up. All right. Uh, I have chosen for myself. I couldn't remember. Have so I. I'm not going to do this one, but it was an idea I had. Do you remember if I've okay. done The Witcher books before? I think I gave you The Witcher. Okay. At some point. No. Did you give it to me? I think I, you gave it to me because I remember saying something about he then goes around banging everyone. Oh, <laughs> you're. I, think I definitely. You're right. I, I was writing it down, I'm like, I don't remember describing it, but I remember us talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you definitely gave it to me, yeah. Uh, so so I I've been watching, um, I've been watching, not Jake, Kevin, mm. uh, playing The Witch, like, the, a couple days before, and all I could remember was, like, him at a fair or something. Mm. And, oh yeah, that's one of the DLCs, yeah. the Blood and Wine DLC. Loved that one. Yeah, and I also remember the crab in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, I chose for myself, uh, I'm going to be describing for you the life and conquests of Alexander the Great. 
I thought you were going to save a question, Johnson. <laughs> well, I mean, that story's not finished being written yeah, yet. That's, yeah, exactly. There's All no right, limit Alexander to those conquests. Um, I see. Yeah. So, uh, you. That's the person that fucked a horse, right? No. No. That's a different person. Anyway. Okay. Are you, are you timing this? Um, oh, yes. Because yeah, uh, dis- I was about to start the stopwatch for myself and then I realized I can't do that. I'm talking. Okay, I am uh, ready. So we say, are we saying two minutes? Two minutes. And okay. honestly, I'm going to be pretty pressed for time, even with two minutes. Yeah. All right. Sorry, mm-hmm. my dragon is not in the right place. Okay. On your marks. Get set. Alexander the Great was born sometime in the past uh, to Philip of Macedon, the king of Macedonia, which is north of Greece. And unlike the city-states, it was actually a monarchy and not a democracy. Uh, he uh, conquered all of Greece, put it all together under you know his Macedonian empire. Uh, then he remarried some random woman and was going to have a Macedonian wife. Alexander's mother was not Macedonian. And so that threatened Alexander's right to the throne. It's all rumored and speculated, but people think that uh, Alexander used one of Philip's former bodyguards, who Philip will also used to be banging, to assassinate him, and then they ran the guy down. Then Alexander took over, did some conquests, reunited the Greeks again, because they're like, we're not going to follow this little kid. He, he was like 18 or 19 or something like that. And then he decides he's going to follow what his father's dream was, which to conquer all of Asia, which at that time meant like Turkey and the Middle East. And so he goes out and he, with some new tactics and some... Uh, honestly incredible luck he manages to conquer all of persia but then when he conquers all of persia kicks out the king uh he starts to adapt persian styles um also his gay lover boy dies and so that makes alexander depressed he gets wicked drunk and he burns down a palace that the persians liked and then they don't like him and then the greeks are getting pissed at him because he's starting to act like a persian emperor and then he dies at 33 and his whole empire just splits up into a million different pieces 30 seconds to go. I oh. think two minutes is too long. <laughs> yeah, we, let's go with a minute and a half. Um, yeah. But also, uh, since I have time, he went into India, too. Okay. What did you do in India? Uh, got high on poppies. And did what? I don't know. The, so they actually, there's there's <laughs> speculation that Alexander's conquests are what introduced the poppy plant to India because it, it was native right. to the Middle East and Turkey. He introduced opium to India. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. I could have I, I I was going wicked fast because I thought I was running out of time. When I heard halftime, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I think it must have been a minute. We normally do. I think it counted up like the first one was a minute, then a minute and a half, then a, two minutes for the last segment, because the last one's two the hardest minutes. one. Well, yeah, but that means we'll have the least to say about it. That's that's a good point. Let's go with a minute and a half. Let's okay. see how that works out. Okay. Uh, all but, right. So the book I will be referring onto you today. Is called uh, a blast from the past, or just blast from the past by Ben Elton. Okay, uh, that's. I was looking at my Audible library and I saw a Ben Elton book in there, and I'm like, did Blue recommend this to me? Because I haven't read it yet. That that was a different. That wasn't the the same Ben Elton. It's a, a Ben Elton. Oh, there's a different bit. Ben Elton is the author. Okay. Uh, the one that I recommended to you is Blind Faith. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, this one's called Blast from the Past. All right. You ready? Uh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Organize your thoughts. I already fucked you up. Um, okay. 
Yep. All right. So three, two, one, go. Okay. Blast from the past is uh, it starts and stays in the same location for the whole uh, book, really. Um, it's uh, a, a woman in like her middle middle age, not in the middle ages. A middle aged woman wakes up and she has like a phone call from one of her ex lovers, and her ex lover is like a military man uh, from I think the the American army or something. And he's like, hey, I'm, I want to come over and talk to you for a bit. It's been a long time. It's been about Minute 16 left. years. Uh, fuck me. I need two minutes. Uh, and so she's like, uh, all right, I guess come over or something. He gets there and he's like, hey, uh, I can't remember. Really shitty things happened and they hate each other and she wants him to leave, but he won't leave. Uh, she they, they goes back in time and says like, oh, uh, she met him when she was like a, a peace rallyist extremist, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and he was, like, just joining the army. 30 seconds. Um, she's all about peace, love, and nature. Uh, he's all about, like, war and, uh, and and honor and that kind of thing. They have a massive debate that she has a stalker following her who's outside the house. The stalker kills the mailman, thinking it's the guy that was tra- visiting her. Uh, he then shoots himself Ten in seconds. the head because of depression or something. Uh, she has like a bomb made out of compost in her apartment. The stalker tries to get no. The stalker tries to come up. The guy shoots Time. him, then shoots himself. Uh, fuck! I think I need an extra thirty seconds. You, I mean, I got two minutes. Do you want to go to two minutes? Yeah, we'll okay. do it. All right, we'll do a minute thirty uh, for the and second. Then, round. So she, she's like extreme. She wants to blow up Parliament or something. I can't remember. And he's like, before he shot himself, he was like, "Oh, you're what's wrong with America," kind of thing. Uh, and then when he's dead, his brother visits, and he's like a more peaceful version of him, and he's like, yeah, it's alright. Ten seconds. Uh, and I think she ends up banging his brother. There you go. <laughs> that was really disjointed. I kept going back to then he shoots himself, because I forgot parts that were before. Well, there was, there was, um, I also loved the line, um, you're what's wrong with America, she was trying to blow up Parliament. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where was it? Where was the set? Actually, I think it was English. But living in America, (laughs) or like one of them was English and one of them was American. The English is what's wrong with America. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the soldier was American. He was trying to get a promotion, so he'd come there actually, technically, to kill her. Mm. She shot. No, he then shot the stalker that was coming to kill him. Because the stalker loved her. Mm-hmm. I can't remember why he shoots himself. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, to, yeah, to, there was a bomb at some point. Um, uh, I, to quote the critical drinker, because the script needed the plot to happen, maybe. No, it wasn't. I'm sure there was a reason. I'm just that, that was it. the first thing that popped into my head. Um, but yeah, God, it's been so many years since I've read that. Right. It was a really good book, but yeah, it's one of these things where it's like all set in one apartment during one day, and they like go back and talk about the past and finds out why they're there and what their motives are, mm-hmm. and uh, crazy shit. <clears throat> so, okay, it's now uh, your turn. Wait, no, it's my turn. Yep. You're giving something. No, it's to my me. turn to tell you. Also. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're uh, minute right. and a half now, right? It depends how much like you can talk on the subject matter, I guess. Alright, well, give it to me. Okay, so, the first choice... I have a backup in case you don't, but... Uh, also, I don't know if we've done this before. 
Uh, Doom. The new one? The, the entire Doom story. I can do that. I beat the I beat both games on Nightmare. I mean, there's more than two games. I don't know anything about the original Dooms. I can describe I, the Bethesda Dooms, like Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Do you think there's enough interesting content there? To oh, last? yeah. Okay, good. All right, then I'll set the timer. How, much, how long do you want? Go with a minute and a half. I, I think the, the shorter time, like, it's more of a challenge. I like that. Okay. I feel like I failed today. <laughs> <laughs> you have time to redeem yourself. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay, three, two, one, doom. So Doom 2016 starts with you waking up in Hell's Drunk Tank. You pop out of a tomb or sarcophagus or whatever and shoot and blast your way through some demons. And then you realize that uh, you're on Mars and there was some sort of a research thing going on there. And they've basically gone into Hell and found you in some kind of a sarcophagus. And you get woken up and you're, no you're the Doom Slayer. You're this big, bad, you know, demon-killing monster dude who has just essentially slaughtered his way through Hell before. And the humans being idiots, tried to extract energy from hell on Mars, and it's caused all of these problems, and you're basically there to, you know, fix what they fucked up. So you go through, kill a bunch of demons, stop the portal of hell, uh, I think you kill Satan in the end, and that's the end of Doom 2016. Doom Eternal picks back up where the humans have been idiots again and kept trying to extract energy, so you go around Earth and hell's essentially on earth and you slaughter all the the hell priests and the demons and stuff and then you eventually make your way back to mars and then go into hell again and then go into another world and you find out that the demons are actually these former like weird immortal beings who are like the equivalent of angels who like started to draw energy from hell and then they became corrupted too so you're fighting angels and demons in doom eternal 10 seconds and you find out that you have a history with them and they betrayed you too so you kill them as well and you slaughter your way through you stop both factions and you save what remains of the human race on earth so okay you missed something out what did i miss the corrupt scientist lady who wants to become a demon lord Oh, yeah. And there's also the big robot dude. He's the one that owned the company that actually... There's a big robot dude that was, like, the, the head of the company that was trying to extract energy from hell. Yes. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Uh, but, yeah, no, pretty good otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and excellent timing. I mean, there was a lot of, and you slaughter demons, and you slaughter demons, and you... That's yeah, most that, of the games. That's why I was like, is there enough content? Because it's basically just shooting demons. There is actually a, a lot of plot, and, um, you know... Like the fucking pussy that I am, I actually read a lot of the dialogue and backstory and lore. How's that make you also like the moment we started talking about it? I, I went back to um, Alex Jones again. Oh my god! Alex Jones is the Doom Slayer. They, they did do, so. What we're referring to? Somebody when Doom uh, Eternal was coming out, somebody did a parody. Um. Alex Jones, famous conspiracy theorist who, like, goes off on all these crazy rants about, you know, demons and conspiracies and government cabals and whatever. And they basically did a voice... They, they took a cutscene from Doom Eternal and put one of his crazier rants about hell and demons over top the trailer, and it matches perfectly. 
It really does. It's so fucking funny. And there's actually more than just that that one. You're, you're talking about the one where he like has the grabs the guy by the neck. Yeah, yeah, to get off. his get there's his bad. There's more than just that. There's another one as well. It's really good. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. The, whoever did the editing work in that, they're fu- they're pretty hilarious. But brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the um, the Doomslayer. I I will say that I stole the line "Breaking out of Hell's drunk tank" from the Zero Punctuation review, because that, that's how he describes it: is you wake up in Hell's drunk tank. Yeah, I like uh, I liked when you said "coom." Wait, what did I say? <laughs> you meant to say "tomb," and you corrected yourself that afterwards, but you started with "coom." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. What's, uh, what's, what's my challenge? Uh, so, hopefully this will work out good for you. I was thinking about this when you were talking about Digimon. Uh, you need to describe, uh, the plot of the first, uh, season of Pokemon, the animated series. Oh, shit. Alright. Kid you not, my Kai-Easy alternative one was the original Pokemon movie. Oh, there you go. Well, that's, uh, that's also, good. I chose it for the easy one I'm giving you. I thought for a second there you were going to say the original Digimon World game. And mm. I was so ready. Um, that one would have been good too, yeah. I've never watched the Pokemon animated series. You haven't? No, not at all. Alright, well then, I won't give you that for I the easy one. I can make shit up, but that'll be the hard one. Yeah, that'll yeah. be the hard one. Do the Digimon World one instead, because that's a good okay. one. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Alright. Are you ready? This, ladies and gentlemen, is called Dead Air. In an audio format, it's really not smiled upon. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yes, we're good, we're good. Okay. Uh, okay. So, three, two, one, go. Digimon World starts out in a cutscene where you're playing against uh, other other people in a park with your little Digivice, and it's a it's a thing, don't worry. Uh, and you have like your Digimon, and you're facing against their Digimon. It's I think it's Metal Mammymon versus Metal Greymon. No, you're watching two people fight, and then you go home that day, and then your Digivice, like, suddenly activates, and you get sucked into uh, the Digimon world, where you met J- meet Jijimon. Jijimon is, like, a Digimon who's got, like, a cool beard, and he's an old man, and he, like, sits in a hut, One minute and left. he tells you what to do. Uh, you, he then tells you the, the, the world, the Digimon world is, like, being corrupted, and it's it's breaking through to the human world, I think, and it's like making all Digimon angry. You have to reunite them in a city, so you go out, uh, and you also get given a Digimon who is your Digimon from the Digivice, but he's like back in like baby form. Uh, no, either Agumon or Gabumon, depending on your settings. And yes, you evolve the Digimon, and you fight, fight through uh, the the island. There's like Digimon who are really angry, but when you beat them, they become calm again, and they come and help you in the city. You grow your city. And you keep progressing through the island. 30 seconds left. Mount Infinity. What? 30 seconds left. Oh, fuck me. Okay. I managed to get to uh, Mount Infinity, which is like a a back door to the the system. You climb all the way through Mount Infinity, fighting these evil Digimon who are incredibly tough. And then finally you fight against Machine Dramon, who's led by another human being. Uh, And once you defeat the human being, his, like, power over the system fails. And you're able to... You were right at the end, too. Yeah. I mean, I cut out a lot of the game. Well, yeah, I, I actually had forgotten about that ending. I think I did beat the game, because I remember fighting Machine Dramon. Yeah. I, for when we talked about it the other day, I didn't think I ever beat the game. I, I mean, Machine Dramon is the, the villain for almost every single Digimon game. So, you know, when I played I Digimon sense. World, and I was trying to remember... So, um, my mom's side of the family lives out in Iowa, mm. in the middle of the United States. And since I'm in Massachusetts, it's like a... 2,000 mile drive or 
fifteen hundred mile drive, something like that. Yeah. And you know, we didn't have money to fly when I was a kid, so we um we would always drive out there, and it was like a two day drive to get there. Uh, and I had this tiny little like white TV, and I had my PlayStation One, and so I would we nice. we bought like we had a car outlet thing, so we'd plug into the cigarette lighters, and then you could. So I would this tiny ass TV in my PlayStation. So for the whole two day trip, I was like you know seven or eight years old. So there's there's I couldn't um I couldn't participate in the trip. When I was older, I actually was expected to drive for part of the trip. Yeah. So it wasn't just my dad and mom. Um, but I used to play Digimon World on that little PlayStation in the back of the oh, car, like for the that whole two day trip. That would make me vomit, but I would still play it. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't ever get I don't have like motion sickness issues. Um, oh, nice. But the other thing is like driving in that part of the country, like the middle of the United States is flat. Mm. So it's not like the car was bobbing or moving around. We're driving in a straight line for like right. a thousand miles. Yeah, I don't I mean you always remember where I live particularly, it's very hilly. <laughs> oh yeah. That where where you like around where you live is much more like the roads around where I live. Massachusetts is the mm. same way. Um Sorry. little little bit of a you know outside uh information yeah but um, um that that's that's when i used to that's where i played the game the most was on those trips damn uh what are you, what are you drinking uh it's green tea oh right that's like piss so it's it's uh, so it's green tea it's a it's a drink that i like to make um it's green tea with ice and then a drop of blue curacao which is a it's a liqueur, um, yeah, so sure it doesn't actually make it alcoholic because it's barely any. But it's enough to mm. change the green tea from a golden flavor to like a kind of murky green color, and um, I call it swamp water. Yeah. It's uh, tasty. Right? Are you, are you ready for your hard difficulty? I am cracking my knuckles right. in anticipation. Uh, how much do you know about One Piece? I know the basic Perfect. lore. So I, I read. <laughs> I read your face. I could tell. I know the basic lore, and I have okay. a general idea. I read the manga up until a certain point. Oh, well, I should rephrase this. I read a poorly translated free version of the manga up okay. until like a certain point where they were fighting some big ass shark dude, and that could be like episode three of the animation series. Oh no, it was much further than that. Uh, the animation, okay. I, I think the anime equivalent, I was at least 100 episodes in. Um, but that being oh, said, okay. we that was Fish like... Fishman Island. What? Fishman Island? Maybe. Not ring a bell. Was it underwater? Maybe. Okay. I, it's been 10 years I mean, since I read like this. There's like 900 episodes now, so I'm not expecting you to get all of them. I'm just, it, I want to get as much as I can from you, and also some maybe made up stuff. It's It's been 10 years that. since I've even read the manga, so uh, yeah. Because I read it okay. one summer in between college. Um, but yeah, go on. I'm ready. I'm ready to either bullshit or talk my way through this. All right, are we doing a minute 30 or two minutes? Minute 30. Let's okay, keep it going. Right. Three, two, one, go. One Piece is about a stretchy elastic man who wants to be a pirate. And he lives in a world that's all oceans with just a little bit of land. And there's also this strip of storms that go around the middle of the planet and people can't get through it because it's something that blocks people from doing something. I don't know. Anyway, 
he wants to be a pirate and he goes around on goofy adventures, standard shonen anime, and then he, he recruits random people that don't really like him, but he likes them and wants to work with them because their goals coincide or something like that. Like, they all have some motivation. One guy wants to be a chef. There's a woman who just wants to be a woman. There's a, another one. <laughs> There's a guy who, like, is like a samurai. Um, there's a, and then they, they go off and they get into conflicts with these other pirate groups and stuff like that. But it always gets resolved because Stretchy Man just puts his arms out and spins around and kicks everyone's ass. And I think his name is Luffy or Rufy or something like that. And um, <laughs> they eventually, like, they go to all these different islands. And it's, it's sort of like the original Dragon Ball series where every time they go to an island, it's like a different theme. Like, there's a Chinese island and there's, like, it's a European island. And then, then there's, like, a steampunk island and... They find treasure, and then they get bigger and bigger boats. I'm making shit up at this point. I don't know what happens. And then probably something happens a few times to reset everything like Pokemon so they can keep going for another 300 episodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get any of that right? The main character, Rufy. Is his name Luffy? Is that right? Yeah, it's Luffy. I got it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, then you got decided to go for, like, the drug. Alright, did I get... He is... He's stretchy oh. and stuff, though, right? Yes, he has rubber powers. But you didn't expect why he has rubber powers. Oh, I, I don't know. I just assumed, like, plot convenience. So, there's, there's the devil fruits, which means that if you eat one, you get special powers, but oh. you can't swim. Like, you'll just sit drown. Oh, I remember if that now, that he can't water. swim. Yeah, I remember that point. Yeah. Uh, so, there's Roronoro Zoro, who's the samurai. Uh, Sanji, who's the chef. Mm -hmm. And Nami, who's the woman. Who, by the way, she's, like, indebted into slavery That's by shark That's what it was. She, yeah, she had a debt. Yeah, I couldn't remember what her plot motivation was. That's why she was She's like, a, master, a master thief and navigator. Okay. Um... Also, her and name then, is literally Ocean in Japan, or in Japanese. Isn't Doesn't uh, Nami just mean sea? I don't know. I think I think that means sea in Japanese. Uh, anyway, go on. I forgot about Usopp, but no one gives a shit about Usopp because he's a... Is there a guy that wants to be a chef? Yeah, Sanji. Okay. He's a legend. He, he kicks everyone. Um, but there's a bunch of characters which I assume you didn't get to in the story yet, like Brook and Chopper and all that. Yeah, yeah, there's, I'm, I'm assuming there's a ton of th Those are the people who were in the cast when I was up to where I got to. The strip of land around the world isn't storms, it's just like fucking mountains, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought that there was like a storm strip that they couldn't get through. I so is it, is it just so. land? Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's a landlocked strip on both sides. Uh, and it's called the Grand Line, and that's where all the best pirates go to. And that's where you miss the main plot of the whole story. That's where uh, Gold Roger left his treasure. Oh, okay. When he then went and got himself uh, executed. I, I'm, I'm remember now that you're describing this and remembering these people. I knew that there was a line of something that they couldn't cross, and that was a big thing that they had to... Yeah. It was part of the plot, but I couldn't remember why. And Luffy wants to be the Pirate King. Okay. That's what he wants. Um, yeah. It's taken him long I mean, enough. You got you got 
the nautical theme. There were boats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the European islands were that you were talking about. Well, I, but, um, I thought that, like, every island they went to had, like, a different theme. Like, there was, like, a Victorian-themed island. There was, like, an Oriental-themed island. There was... I, they, they all have themes, but they don't really particularly... Well, I, I used I used countries and cultural as an example, but yeah, I um, think you're just swinging a miss on that a little bit. You just chose the wrong kind of theme. Yeah, um, maybe it's like food island or ice island. Yeah, or... I mean, I mean, there was like one based on Egypt, way way down the line. Which yeah, I guess kind of counts. Uh, but yeah, good. Good job. We should show that 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 clip right there to Scott and just get his reaction. Because he's he's been watching it. He like he's still watching One Piece. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gone back to it. Yeah. Um, I gave up on like episode six hundred and something, and then he gets a he gets a bunch of ships, and then he probably loses them, so they can do another three hundred episodes. Uh, he has one ship. Actually, no, they do change ships eventually. Uh, they're called the Going Mary, and it kind of gets they get a guy called Frankie who like upgrades it, so it's got missile launchers and shit on it. Uh, it it's kind of weird. Dear God. Yeah. All right. It has, well, like, multi tiers. Anyway, yes. So that's that's that. Um, let's see. So, this is why I ask you if you knew anything about Roman history because what I have for you, I, I was in a, I was thinking history when I was writing these down. Apparently, because right. I had Pokemon and the whole Alexander thing I did for me. Um, the Spartacus Rebellion. I have no idea at all. Okay. Um, By the way, my my alternatives for for your part three was. Um, Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. or the Cuban Missile Crisis. I I actually know more about Metal Gear Solid, which is weird because I've never played really? any. Of the, I've never played any of the games. I the Cuban Missile Crisis. I know the basics of it. Um, That's like, how do you not know about that? That's modern American. Well, I think modern, semi-modern. I mean, I have the basic understanding of it, but there there really isn't too much to it. Um, like I could probably describe it in forty-five seconds. And, and all that other good shit. So the other, th- I, still on the Roman theme. The other one was yes. um, Caesar's conquest of Rome. Do you know that one? When he marched on Rome, the basic understanding of that. I didn't know he marched on Rome. To be honest, <laughs> that's that's how we went from the Roman Republic to the Roman. Uh, I, I haven't I haven't studied Rome since I was. A Th- very this young is my child. problem with like being kind of obsessed with history. History. Um, yeah. I, I kind of just th- there's all you these know, things yeah, that but, I think but, are just common knowledge, but people don't. History wise, I know stuff between the nineteen like ten and up to modernish day. That's mostly what I know. History. Okay. Um. Oh God! Now I'm 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 on the spot here trying to think about some alternatives. Sorry, yeah. Uh, like the amount of stuff I know about Roman history mostly comes from Assassin's Creed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, hold on. Waffle for a minute and talk about something while I brainstorm. Oh, I would fucking kill for a waffle right now, with some like whipped cream and. and a- I had a slice of cheesecake in the fridge. You're not meant to be thinking about this. You're meant to be thinking about other things. <laughs> um, uh, what puddings do I have? I've got like some orange, orange-flavored sweet baguette thing. What about what let's let's try something from uh, your own country's history? Oh dear. Um, let's see how this goes. 
the history of oh wait is that a wasn't st george's day in england pretty recently george and the dragon george and the giant peach um george and the dragon yeah i know didn't he like slay a dragon is that him like conquering whales this is me just waffling again yeah i think that's the the the, the dragon is the one on the welsh flag i think um crap am i thinking the wrong i don't know uh fuck it agincourt go the battle of agincourt not the battle not just the battle the lead up to it why the english were victorious and then the battle itself was that during the war of the roses it was the hundred years war can't remember i don't know it was a hundred years don't do a history one i'm just history's in my head today all right Let's try a movie or a game then. Um, I am gonna go down my list of games and just I'm gonna pick something that might be uh, something that you sort of know about but don't know entirely. Why choose a movie that like you're thinking about showing that I, I mean most of the movies you know I haven't seen. How about um, well no let's let's try games first. Okay. Um, how about the game... Oh shit, I just had it. Fuck. So, Waffles, right? They've got this lovely... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, uh, would I prefer a crumpet over a waffle? That's the real question. A nice it. buttery crumpet? Plot of Portal. Portal? One and two. Okay. One and two. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. One minute thirty. Three, two, one, go. Portal is all about, you're like a human who's been trapped in a facility that's being ruled over by a maniacal AI lady. Uh, I say lady because the voice actor is female. Um, And she's like putting through a bunch of tests. And it's just like simple tests, but in all the meantime, she's actually trying to kill you. Um, So you have this portal gun which she gives you. And it allows you to make uh, entrances on walls that come out on other walls. One minute left. Um, once you, uh, yeah, eventually she tries hard and hard to kill you. She implements like these little drones that try and shoot you with bullets. Uh, eventually, you get to her like main room and you basically tear her apart. Um, and then you like trap her inside of a potato. I think that leads into the second game where you ha- still have the potato on the end of your portal gun. Uh, and she's trying to help you now to stop a different maniacal AI played by a very funny comedian in real life. 30 seconds. Uh, and you basically do the same thing. I don't know if... that There's also parts about, like, a second person uh, in the second game, but I think that's only for the co-op. Uh, and eventually, I think you actually break out and get to the surface, uh, and the cake is a lie, and... Um, 10 seconds. I want cake now. Um... Yeah, you, you just kind of, again, you just tear him apart, and then he gets sucked into space, because you make a portal on the moon, and it Time. gets... Yeah. Um, so you got a good chunk of that right. She actually gets put in the potato in the second game. Oh. So you, you tear her apart and get to the surface at the end of the first game, but a completely different person who's being experimented on... I think. Yeah, you I think it's in like a person. field of like of wheat, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And in in the second game, you get woken up by this guy Wheatley, who is the comedian guy you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, you essentially 
like plug him into her old body and she's kept alive in a limited state in a potato which she follows you around and gives you instructions mm. the thing is that wheatley guy is programmed to be incompetent and so he keeps fucking everything up and so yeah. um she uh she helps you defeat him and then he does get launched into space which is how he gets into skyrim what he shows up in skyrim at what point? There's a free DLC where um, his little orb thing falls down into Skyrim, and you can turn him into a helmet. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a it's a fun DLC, but it it, it totally exists. Oh my god! Um, Can't believe I haven't heard of that before. Got it. Um, so yeah. I, so I, I, I was I played all of Portal One. I completed it completely in like six hours. In it was while I was still living at home. Yeah, Portal Portal Two also had a bit of. I mean, Portal One was yeah, it was very. Um, I never played Portal Two. Very bare bones. Portal Two had a lot more plot to it and a lot more background where they're talking about the company and how they got to where they are. Like yeah. essentially, they. Uh, it's it's implied heavily that um, Glados, the robot lady, was actually the former secretary of the head of the company. And um, just in a desperate bid to make some technology work before the company fails, they essentially convert her brain into the AI. And mm. she's, like, so traumatized by this, she actually releases poison gas into the whole company and kills everyone. Yeah. Um, it's actually a, it's a very dark story when they, you dig down into that. When you dig into the lore, yeah. Um, huh. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, long story short, we've uh, we actually had some pretty good ones this time, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> faltered a little bit at the end there. I, I dropped the ball in the the last second, but I think yeah, we both we both had good and bad. Uh, cool. Well, uh, what's what are we looking forward to next week? Uh, I don't know. What what is the next segment? Are we gonna go back to reviewing like <laughs> dinosaur smut? Uh, that's that's what the segment would be. Uh, we could do. Um, I mean, we could do a, just a. I have argon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we haven't finished Eye of Argon yet. Um, we also uh, we could just do a book review in general, just stuff that we've yeah. liked. Uh, something a little bit but more for slow. That I need to actually casual. read a book. <laughs> I haven't read a book in a while. Actually, I'm reading. I'm rereading uh, the Thirteen and a Half Lives of Captain Bluebear, which is obviously quite special to me um, at the moment. I don't think I'm going to be even a quarter of the way through it by that point. Mm. But um, yeah, there is that. Maybe I'll have a. When I finish finally reading that book again, I'll try and condense the thirteen and a half points into uh, into something. Nice. Well, hmm. whatever it's going to be, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a tad more intellectual than we had this week, um, unless we decide again to go for a dinosaur spot. Um, <laughs> but we do not want that to become our brand, so probably not. No. <laughs> Anyway, next week we're doing fish smut. That's right, we're expanding our enterprise. It's episode forty. All those scalies out there. Actually, that's kind of already dinosaurs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is going to be the end of episode thirty-nine of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed, and tune in again next week. Have a wonderful week. Mm.